0: Book of Jonah and chapter one. We're going to look spend the next few weeks and look through this book of Jonah, right? What we've got is a fascinating story here in the, the tale of Jonah. Every Sunday school child knows it. Uh, most people know the story of Jonah, the, the story of being swallowed by the great fish. Uh, we all understand it. Now, by the way, it's a true story. It did happen. It wasn't a whale. It was a great fish. So it could have been a whale, but we don't know. But a great fish uh, swallowed Jonah. But Jonah is not the hero of this story. Even though, the, even though the book is named after him, Jonah is not the hero of the story. In fact, he's a, he's a kind of a type of an anti-hero. In other words, he actually doesn't help the story at all. The story is about God and how good God is and um, you know how Jonah blows it and misses the whole thing completely. <clears throat> and it is a true story. Let me read you a couple of things. Um, contrary to the critics and skeptics uh, the story is recorded as sober historical truth that there really was a man named Jonah who really did flee to Tarshish, who really was swallowed whole by a great fish who really did survive for three days in the fish's belly and who actually was vomited up on dry ground it's all true just the way it was written it's not a myth or a legend or a saga or a fable or a parable Jonah is a true story Uh, we can date the book to about 765 BC and by the way One of the ways that you instantly know it's a a true story is Jesus believed it. Now, Jesus was no ancient man who didn't understand things as they really were and just took the story on face value. If Jesus believed it, you can be sure it was true. This man was swallowed uh, by a great fish. Now, it's a short book, four chapters, uh, 1,300 words. You could get it as an essay to write if you were in school, all right? 1,300 words, uh, but it opens a window into the heart of God. It shows us some things about God that are just incredible. All right? Now, remember, Jonah's not the hero. He's not intended to be the hero. God is the hero. By the way, Jonah is a prophet. Jonah did have ministry before this. This is not his only ministry. He had ministry before this. This ministry is the one we remember him for. Um, but, you know, he, he, he had brought a great message to the nation of Israel before, one that pleased him. But now he's given a message that's not so pleasing, and he falters. He fails. All right? That's a word of prayer. And I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's read this first chapter, and then we will pray, right? <clears throat> Now, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it out of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be, that God will think upon us, so that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. And they said unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? And whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am I an am Hebrew, and I fear the Lord God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee. Let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord. And made vows. Now, let me just make a comment on verse sixteen because we're not going to touch it. But here we have the, the, this awful trial where these men nearly sink. Where God's dealing with this prophet and working with him. And you know what happens? These men believe on the Lord in the midst of the whole thing. We serve an amazing God. He's able to touch so many things all at the same time. But here we have the Jonah going through this great trial of affliction. He's going to continue going through it. But you know what? The upshot of him being cast into the sea and the sea going calm as they believe. That the God Jonah talks about is the God. They become believers. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fa- fish three days and three nights. Now, Father, would you help us today as we look to your Word, uh, Lord? <clears throat> we understand uh, this man Jonah. We understand, Lord, he didn't want this this, this task. He didn't want this work. But, Lord. Uh, We understand that you're a mighty God, and Lord, that your grace sustained him, your grace sustained the people of Nineveh, Lord, that you did a great thing in this book. Now, Lord, bless us, help us to lay hold upon it, help the truth to touch our hearts, and oh Lord, uh, may we recognize you in it, and may we seek to be like you, in Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, so Jonah's rebellion. First of all, Jonah has a clear call. It's a clear call. There's, there's no questioning it. This wasn't something you know Jonah was thinking uh, about, and he thought it might be good to go to Nineveh. I wonder, would it be the Lord's will? Jonah has a clear call from God. He has a clear call from God that comes in words. Like God says to him, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up uh, against me. Now, he did not send Jonah with a nice, happy little message to uh, Nineveh. He said, go and cry against Nineveh. Basically, Jonah's message was this, right? If you don't repent in 40 days, God's going to destroy you. That's not a nice message. That's not a very happy message. Oftentimes in our day and age, we want to make the gospel a happy occurrence in people's lives. But the problem is, the reality is, people have to be confronted with their sin before they turn. Now, it works. It worked here. A whole nation turned. But Jonah's message to them was, he was to go and cry against them. He was to, <clears throat> he was to not declare God's love, but to declare God's wrath over their sin. Uh, Nineveh was a wicked place. Nineveh was a place that made wickedness a virtue. Nineveh, Nineveh was just, I mean, they were cruel. Uh, they were awful. They were uh, <clears throat> a dreadful people. And um, they rejoiced in it. Let me read you just a description of what Nineveh was like. Uh, <clears throat> When God said Nineveh was wicked, he wasn't kidding. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, the most powerful empire in the world in that day. The Assyrians had a reputation for cruelty that is hard for us to fathom. Their speciality was brutality of a gross and disgusting kind. When their armies captured a city or a country, unspeakable atrocities would occur. Things like skinning people alive, decapitation, mutilation, ripping out the tongues, making a pyramid of human heads, piercing the chin with a rope, and forcing prisoners to live like... Uh, in kennels like dogs. Ancient records from Assyria boast of this kind of cruelty as a badge of courage and power. Now, to to make things worse, the Assyrians had no time for the Jews. They really weren't interested in in the Jews. Uh, They were people that needed to be exterminated as soon as they saw them. Now, God is telling Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go, and I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to tell them I'm going to destroy them. And reasonably, in Jonah's mind, he's thinking to himself, that's impossible. I won't make it past the gates. As soon as I go in there, they'll, they'll, they'll take my life. I mean, they, they, they just do it for fun. They'll, they'll never get to hear my message. Reasonably, he would have been concerned uh, for his life as far as this thing was concerned. But God gave him a clear command and told him to do exactly what he wanted him to do. Now, what do you do when God gives you a clear command? By the way, does God often give clear commands? And you think to yourself, if I do that, it's going to be the end of me. You know what? Most of God's command have a tail in the end of them that that, that doesn't make sense to do in our society and in our day and age. And we've got to understand that when God gives a command, it's not open to debate. It's not up for change. It's to be obeyed. You see, if we look at the Word, and if the Word has authority... And the word is inspired. And the word is infallible. When God tells us to do something, we don't debate it. We just do it. And every time we debate it, though we might think we get away with it, like Jonah's going to think he gets away with it for a bit, bit. though we might think we get away with it, there's always a sting coming in the end of it. It's kind of like this. It's like when you disobey God, you take and you run with the rope. But you know what? There's always an end to the running. There's always a place where the rope, uh, you run out of rope and you end up getting caught with it. You can disobey God. It doesn't happen that God sends a lightning bolt as soon as you disobey him. But what happens is, understand there's always going to be a cost involved in it. So, Jonah's rebellion. Now, Jonah's rebellion is very clear, calculated, straightforward. He knows what he's doing. He's going to do it, right? God said uh, to Jonah, I want you to go east. And he was to go east about 500 miles to Nineveh. You know what Jonah did? Jonah set out to go west about 2,000 miles. He's going to get as far away from the action as he possibly can. He's—he's he's, listen, he's, he's, you know, listen, he wasn't playing around with this thing. He wasn't going near Nineveh. He was going far away from it. <clears throat> uh, and he went down to Joppa. By the way, he starts a descent in going down to Joppa. He goes down to Joppa to take a ship. Well, you know, uh, he goes down to Joppa, uh, and then he goes down into the ship, and then he goes down into the sea, and then he goes down into the fish's belly. He starts going down, and we always do that. You know, when we disobey God, we always start a descent. You never go up when you start disobeying God. You never, you know, you, you, your life never takes off going in a new direction. This is exciting. This is wonderful. You're always going down. Now, you may not realize it at first, but you're going down. Now, <clears throat> some interesting things. There was a ship just there when he got there going to Tarshish. Isn't that amazing, isn't it? <clears throat> you know, there was a ship just there ready to go. I mean, listen, it was a long trip. Ships didn't come go travel every day. It wasn't like, you know, the, uh, the BNI ferry going over to England and back. This, this was a rare thing, and it's just there. You know what Jonah said? See, I knew God was in it. I knew God was in. Look, there's a ship here. There's a ship ready to go. Jonah also had the money in his pocket to pay uh, his fare on the ship. Do you know that? That Sometimes when we have the money to do something, it makes it much easier to disobey God. That's why sometimes he keeps us poor. Because it's much easier for us to disobey when we've got the money. Jonah sees the ship. The ship's in the right place. You know, listen, uh, he's got the money. He can do it. Uh, You know, he, he... He's he's ready for it now. Now, what was going through Jonah's mind? What, what was he? What was he thinking like at this point? Um, well, let's think through his thinking here for a second, right? Um, God is calling me to Tarsish. Uh, they need the Lord in Tarsus too. Did you ever have a better plan than God's plan? But you thought you did sometimes, didn't you? You did something you knew God wouldn't have you do, but you, and you thought it was a better plan. Well, Jonah has... They need the Lord in Uh, Tarsus. I've prayed about it. I don't know how many times I've had people tell me they've prayed about something that was clearly wrong. Um, But they've prayed about it, and they've come to the wrong conclusion. I've prayed about it. Jonah would have said, listen, I've prayed about it. I have peace in my heart about this decision. Do you ever have peace in your heart? Jonah had so much peace, by the way, that he went down to the ship, and he went to sleep. That's all peace, isn't it? Here he is. He's on the run from God. He's going on a trip to, to Tarsish uh, to get away from the Lord. And he goes down into the ship and he just puts his head down and falls. Asleep. Listen, you having peace by itself uh, does not mean it's right. Just because you think it's okay and you have a peace about it doesn't mean that it's right. Uh, I have a peace in my heart about decision. Look at the circumstances. I had the money. The ship just happened to be there. It must have been God's will. How often do we do that one? Right? He doesn't. Oh, it, it works. It has to be God's will. Listen, just because it works doesn't mean it's God's will. I read, read this. Uh, one writer wrote this. He said, You know what? Listen, Satan has a fleet too. <clears throat> Satan has a fleet, and it's always ready and available to take you out of the will of God. Always ready. Don't let yourself be caught, caught up with the idea of, um, you know what, uh, it must be God's will, the circumstances are, are, are working out. Uh, he might have thought, I love Nineveh, but I'm not the right person to reach those people. I just know it. I'm not the right person to reach those people. I mean, he didn't love Nineveh, and he was the right person to reach them. He just didn't know it yet. Uh, I just feel like going to Tarsish is the right thing. Listen, you know what? <clears throat> We're moral people. When God tells us, Uh, to do something, we typically don't say, no, what are you going to do about it? We're just not that brave, are we? When God tells us to do something, what we do is we reason it around in our minds so that it's okay for us to do something else. And we do what we want to do, uh, not what God wanted us to do, not what he had told us to do. Now, how far will God let you go in your rebellion? He let Jonah go pretty far. He let Jonah go pretty far. You see, God could have just decided, okay, Jonah, that's it. There's no way you're getting away with this. Bam, you're gone. The moment Jonah had the thought of rebellion in his mind, but he didn't. Jonah had to go on quite a long journey down to Joppa. God could have intervened and had someone step in and steal his money and um, or, you know, or, or taken him captive or whatever. He didn't do it. God let him go down to Joppa. God... Let him board the ship God let him pay his money out for it You know God let him go God's grace is operating in Jonah's life He's letting him go And listen God's grace always operates in our lives Don't think that God's always going to stop you The moment you start doing something wrong He doesn't He lets you go and do it. Listen, he loves you and he goes with you in it. We're going to see that very clearly, that God goes with Jonah. God doesn't just say, oh, well, there's Jonah. He's gone. He's doing nothing I can do about it. I'll just go find somebody else to do it. God goes with his prophet. God follows him. You know, God's, God's thought it all through. God's got the great fish prepared. God's got the whole thing planned and the whole thing set up. He's got it all ready for Jonah. But he lets Jonah do it. And God will oftentimes let you go ahead and do what you want to do. But that doesn't mean he agrees with it. That doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean it's okay. Listen, God gave Jonah a clear word. He said, arise, go to Nineveh. That's what was right. All the reasonings wouldn't have helped Jonah. And by the way, the more Jonah reasoned, the less he could remember the clear call. Isn't that what happens to us? God tells you to do something. Maybe you're in church and you make a decision, I've got to do that. And you go home and you start reasoning about it. And you start thinking it through. And you start saying, Well, you, know, and the, you know, I'm not sure that that's really, that's going to be hard. That's going to be tough. And I'm not sure I should do it. And then you go and talk to somebody else and they say to you, Well, that sounds very strange to me. And, you know, before you know it, the decision that you've purposed in your heart that God has spoken to you about, you're beginning to wonder, Did I really hear from God? And you've got a whole different plan going. And it's easy for us to do, and God will let you do it. God won't stop in and step in and grab you by the scruff of the neck and say, "No, you're not doing that. God will let you do it." But remember, payday someday. Payday someday. You know, <clears throat> there's always going to be a payday for sin. There's always going to be a payday for rebellion. Always. You know, we never get away with anything. Nobody ever does. The Creator has set this world that you just don't get away with it. Listen, Jesus pays for your sin and listen, when, when your sin is paid for, it's done and, and, and that's dealt with and it's, and it's over. But understand, somebody paid. You don't get away with it. It doesn't just happen and listen, nothing happens. Um, there's, always a, there's always an issue. You know, Jonah never really got away from God. God went with him. God followed him. God worked with Jonah. God went after Jonah. Jonah. And brought Jonah to the place of where he was going to bring him. By the way, God knows what it takes to break us. He does. He knows what it takes to break us. He'll let us go. He'll go with us. He will let us face the consequences. He let the prodigal son go, didn't he? The father just let him go, and the father's a picture of God. He let him go. He let him spend all the money. He let him come to the place where he was eating. Wanting to eat pig food. And by the way, the father didn't go and plead with him to come back. He waited for him to turn. He waited for him to repent. God wants you to repent. God wants you to turn to him. It's not a case of God's going to follow you and drag you down and wrestle you down. No, he doesn't do that one. He wants you to turn to him. He went with Jonah. He watched Jonah go through it all. He watched Jonah... them we won't see it this week, we'll look at it next week. Three days and three nights, Jonah's in the, uh, in the great fish's belly. I think Jonah was one of the hardest heads going. You know, all he had to do was cry out to God, and he was vomited out in the beach. But for three days and for three nights, he stood against God. He did his only. thing, he wasn't giving in even at that. I'm, I'm sure he was hoping he'd die. But do you understand this? You can't even die if God doesn't want you to die. You can't do anything if God doesn't want you to do it. And God went with them, and God is going to turn this man around. God is going to work it so that he wants to turn around. And God can do that in your life too. You say, how long? How long is a piece of string? As long as it takes. God doesn't give up on his children. God doesn't just get fed up with us and say, right, that's it, forget you. He continues to work. And Jonah is constantly going down. He's constantly going down. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And when you go against God, when you disobey God and do your own thing and go your own way, it's always going to be going down. And let me say this: you know, it looks very clear here. This is a very important decision that God, a very important calling that God has given him to go and preach uh, in Nineveh. And um, you know, it, it it looks shows very clear. It looks very real. It looks very important. Often we'll say, well, God's never told me to do nothing like that. But do you understand this? That it's not how important what he told you to do is. It's your obedience that counts. It's not how important it is. You see, the small things are big things with God. Small things are big issues. The, the small things are preparation ground for big things. You know, if you won't obey him in the small things, then listen, you, you end up disobeying him. You end up going your own way anyway. And life begins to rack up problems and issues and difficulties because you're going your own way and doing your own thing. Now, understand this. Keep reminding ourselves of this. It's not because God hates you. God didn't look at Jonah and hate Jonah. I'm going to fix that guy. I'm telling you what, I'm going to really fix him. I'm going to get a fish to fix that guy. I'm going to sort him out. He'll never do this to me again. God doesn't do that thing. God carefully worked out what it was going to take to turn Jonah around. And he knew. We don't know. We think we know sometimes. We don't know. God worked out what it was going to take and God introduced just that into Jonah's life. And it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Can can you imagine that awful moment when when he woke up and he realized there was a storm? That awful dawning moment for Jonah when he realized... This ship is going to sink, and it's my fault. I'm the problem here. You know, when they cast lots and they found out it was him, and he explained to them, uh, the game was up, so to speak, and he explained to them why he was causing such trouble in the boat. And and they said, what do we have to do? And he said, throw me overboard. I imagine he was holding onto the sides of the ship and looking overboard and thinking, oh, no. That moment when you know, they took him up and they're having a prayer meeting. These unsaved men, isn't God amazing? Unsaved men are having a prayer meeting uh, while they're throwing Jonah into the into the sea. <clears throat> and Jonah's realizing, this is it. It's over. I've got very little chance in the boat. I've got no chance out there, whatever. I'm gone. I'm finished. It's over. In a few minutes, I'll have to face him. Can you imagine? And then as he hit the sea, and the, all of a sudden, the, the, the great fish swallowed him. Can you imagine how he felt? Oh no, what's this? I don't get to die by just drowning. I've got, to, I'm, I, I've got to be eaten by a fish. Can you imagine what it felt like in the inside of the fish? Fishes are cold creatures. It wasn't like it was warm, it was cold. And and I, and I wouldn't think that Jonah was dinner for, 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 for the three days he was in. I think the fish continued to eat. Can you imagine what happened every time that great fish opened his mouth and took in how many thousand gallons of water and all washed over Jonah? Can you imagine the smell inside of a fish? The smell outside of a fish is bad. Can you imagine the smell inside of a fish? Can you imagine all those stomach juices working Jonah over? Listen, um, and, and God knew exactly how much pressure to exert on this man to break him. Now I look at him and I think, oh, Jonah, give up. Just give up. Well, why didn't you have a prayer meeting on the boat and say, okay, God, these, let these guys take me back and I'm on my way to Nineveh. But he wasn't going to give up then. He went all the way with it and God knew what it was going to take. What will it take to make you turn around? What will it take to make you who have decided you're going to go your own way and do your own thing, turn around and say, yes, Lord. I want to do it your way. What will it take? God knows. You don't. God knows. And God is on it. He will do it. He will bring it about. He will make it happen. Not because he hates you. He doesn't hate us. He loves his children. He will do it because he loves you and because he's not going to just take no for an answer. He's going to to work on it. See, Jonah Jonah went down and down and down, and God brought him down and down and down to the place where he was ready to do anything. Even then, if I, I'll do anything. I'll do absolutely anything. Because when God gives him the call the second time, Jonah doesn't start arguing with God. He doesn't try and make a run for it a second time. Where do you run from God, by the way? Where do you go? Where, where are you going to run? Where, where are you going to run so that God can't find you? I mean, Dave, if you go down to the depths of the earth, he's there. If you go into the sea, he's there. Listen, God's every, you can't run from God. You can't take off running from God. There was no point in it. And God <clears throat> brings him finally to the place where he's willing to actually do what God wanted him to do. Right? <clears throat> Just a couple of thoughts here. Right? <clears throat> First of all, every step out of the will of God is a step down. Now, every step out of the will of God is a step down you know listen sometimes nobody else notices but in your heart there's a decision been made that I'm going to do what I want to do not what God wants me to do God knows the decision do you know that God understands what's going on in your head God knows when the decision is made And every step, every thought, every time you decide you're going to do something other than what God wants you to do is a step down. And it's the first of many steps down. It always is. You're going to start making steps down. You're going to continue making steps down. Now, wisdom says turn back. But you know what? Most don't. Most don't. You see, it was going well. Hey, I went down to Java. There was a ship there. I had just the right money to pay. didn't even have to work on this ship. I had just the right money to pay. They gave me a room downstairs to sleep in. I mean, what's the problem? It's all working out fine. God told him, go preach. He, he said, no, I'll take a holiday. It was all working out fine. You see, sometimes we don't realize, but every step away was a step down. And he was going to have to come back. Now, understand that one. That when we decide to go our own way, every step uh, is a step down. Now, secondly, we get away quickly. Don't we? It's kind of heady. You know what you're going, you're doing something God doesn't want you to do. It's kind of heady at first, you know. Wow. This is fun. This is exciting. Isn't it amazing how doing wrong is always exciting? Isn't it amazing how, how the excitement of doing wrong can be kind of intoxicating? It can be euphoric. <clears throat> this, this is working. I'm getting away. We get away real quick. But you know what? We come back the long way. We come back the long way. Do you think of Jonah? <clears throat> if somebody had explained to Jonah from the beginning, you hey, know, Jonah, you're going to do this, and um, here's what's going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna go on a sea trip. You're you're gonna almost cause the boat boat to sink. And by the way, they threw off all the goods. I always think of the, the the people who owned those goods on that ship. They lost their goods, right? They lost because why? Right, because of Jonah. Those men nearly lost their lives. It's amazing when you're doing wrong, you pull other people with you. You always do. You always pull. Other, there's always an impact upon other people. But if somebody had explained to Jonah, and Jonah, listen, here's what's going to happen. I've seen a vision of this. <clears throat> You're going to almost cause the ship to sink. Uh, you're going to get thrown over the side. You're going to get swallowed by a great fish. And you're going to spend three days and three nights inside of the fish. Jonah, don't do it. I'm not sure you could have convinced him. Because I've talked to some people in those in those situations where they're, where they're choosing to do wrong things. And, you know, it's very hard to convince them at that point. Because they've got their minds made up, they've got their, they've got their, their, their sights set on something, it's kind of it's taken them, it's in their hearts, it's, they, they want to do it. and kinda, they, they, you know, uh, It's like sin is conceived by that point, and, and they're going to do it. But if you had told him at the end of it, Joni, you shouldn't have done it, he'd have said, you are so right, I wish I had listened. I wish I had done what I was told. But <clears throat> it's easy to get away. But coming back takes time. Coming back works us over. Coming back is difficult. We end up with difficulties in our lives because we're coming back. Now, don't for a minute think that God doesn't love you because he always loves you. God always loves you. But understand this, that you can get away easy, but you'll come back slow and hard. Always. The best decision for you to make is the decision not to disobey. The second best decision you could make is, as soon as you've disobeyed, to say, Lord, forgive me and turn around and do it right. But understand this, that God loves you. He'll pursue you. He'll go after you. He'll follow you to the ends of the earth and the depths of the ocean. There's no way to escape God's love. No way. And by the way, this is grace. This is God wonderfully caring for Jonah. God could just have easily have said, "Right, hey, that's it, Jonah. I'm finished. I've given you everything. I've helped you. I've done. And listen, you're, I'm finished with you, Jonah. You're gone. You're, listen, you're dead." But He didn't. God followed Him. Grace, love at work, bringing this man back, working in his heart. Know this too, that Satan can work through circumstances just like God can. You say, that's not fair. Well, you know what? God has allowed it. And understand this, that Satan does nothing that God doesn't allow. And God knows you. God knows what it takes to break you. God knows what it takes to bring you back to him. God knows what it takes to deal in our lives. He knows you. And it's not so much that he lets Satan do whatever he likes, but Satan is a tool that God uses to bring us to the end of ourselves that's what he is Satan is a tool that God uses and God lets him work us over to bring us to the place where God can take and God can deal in our lives Now he loves you, he'll never let you go he will work you over and, 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 and deal with you and bring you through You. there's no way you can say I'm going to do my own thing and get away with it, no way now I want you to look at chapter 2. I know we're skipping ahead here, but chapter 2 and verse 9. Sorry, verse 8. We're going to close with this. got a few things to say about it, but we're going to close with this. Right, verse 8. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. You know who this is speaking? This is Jonah speaking. But he's on the other side of the issue now. He's come through, he's been cast up on the beach, he's, he's, he's seen his way, uh, or he's about to be cast up on the beach, and um, he's getting things right with God, and he understands his problem now. And he says, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Now, what's mercy? Mercy is God giving you what you don't deserve. Mercy is God blessing you when you deserve uh, wrong. And, you know, mercy is the way of life for the child of God. It's mercy. It's always mercy. It's mercy. It's, you know, it's, it's God's mercy that feeds us. We don't earn it. It's God's mercy that takes care of us because, you know, we do enough wrong. But here's, here's the thing, that, that when we observe lying vanities, we walk away from that mercy. God delights in showing mercy to us. God delights in meeting your need when you don't deserve it. God delights in blessing you. But when you observe lying vanities, here's what Jonah did. Jonah said, basically, I'm going to go my own way and do my own thing. I don't need God. I can make it just fine without God. And you know what God did? God said, well, let's see. Let's see what happens, Jonah. Let's see how you work this out. God said, okay, Jonah. Let's see. And God just let Jonah walk away. God still loved Jonah and he went with him. But you know what God did? God took away his mercy. That's all he had to do. Just take away his mercy. And listen, you know what? When God takes away his mercy, life gets unbearable. And the buzz of sin and the fun of sin doesn't cut it for us. When God takes away his mercy, you know what? Life's horrible. Life's awful. And Jonah says that when you observe lying vanities, you forsake your own mercy. And you know what? There's not a one of us in this room that's walked with God for any length of time doesn't understand that. Oh, when you walk with God, it's sweet and there's blessing and there's mercy flowing all around. And when you dig in your heels and you're going to do your own thing, go your own way, the mercy dries up. The blessings dry up. Oh, and listen, when you're walking with God, and listen, you're not perfect because you're never perfect, but your heart is set towards God, and you want to walk with God, and you want to do it His way, and the the prayer of your heart is, Lord, I don't want to grieve you. Oh, listen, mercy flows in your life. Mercy flows, and there's a need met here, and a blessing here, and there's, you know, comfort here, and there's, you know, the handfuls on purpose here, and there's, listen, just those blessings that roll in your life, because that's who God is. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's, that's his nature. And then you decide, "No, I'm going to go my own way and do my own thing. And God says, okay, I'm going to let you. I'm going to take away my mercy though. You're going to walk away without me. I'm going to love you. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to work to bring you back. But I'm going to withdraw my mercy from your life. And all of a sudden, things that were easy become hard. And all of a sudden, we start going down and down and down and down. And each step down is worse. But we're dumb. God calls us the sheep of his pasture. That does not mean we're clever. We're dumb. When we go down and down and down, each step is worse, but we don't get it. And we'll take the next step, and we'll take the next step, and we'll take the next step, and we'll keep going down until we bottom out. For Jonah, it was the great fish. It was the great fish that he bottomed out in the great fish. What does it take to make you bottom out? What does it take to make you turn around and say, Oh, God, I can't do this. Forgive me. Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do. Forgive me, Lord. I need your mercy. What does it take to bring you to that place? Because that's what Jonah does in the belly of the fish. I need mercy. And you know what? Mercy was there like that. He was out of his predicament just like that. What does it take to bring you to that place? So let me give you three thoughts, and then we're done. First of all, listen, don't go there. Just don't go there. Don't disobey God, go and go your own way and do your own thing. And don't develop the habit of doing it. Do you know how you get to be a great liar? You start by telling small lies, don't you? Do you know how you be, get to be a great sinner? You start by doing small sins. Do you know? I'll guarantee you, this wasn't the first time Jonah disobeyed God. He had a history. He had a history just in the small areas where he was doing his own thing and it emboldened him, it gave him courage. Don't disobey God, obey him in everything. And when you get it wrong, say, Lord, forgive me, I want to do it right. Don't disobey God, okay? That's the first thought, don't. Second thought is, when you do disobey God, get it right. Oh, listen, if you're in the... in the great fish's belly right now. Get it right. Father, forgive me. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but Lord, forgive me. The prodigal's dad was there waiting for him to come back. He was there waiting for him to love him and care for him and look after him. Your heavenly father's always waiting for you to come back. And the third thought is this. Listen, if you're not born again today, if you're not his child, that's the most important thing in the world. Do you realize that the, the fish's belly is terrible? And Jonah didn't feel it, but you know what? The love of God was all around the fish's belly. The love of God was, all, all, was there taking care of Jonah all the time, no matter how deep the trouble got, God was there, because God was taking care of his, of his boy. God was looking after him. But do you understand this? That if you're not his child... He can't take care of you. And ultimately there's coming a day when because you're not his child you'll be cast away from him forever. Not like Jonah. Forever. No coming back. No turning back. No no, no way back. Do you understand that? That listen. God loves you and wants to bless you but he wants you to become his child. And you say, how do I become his child? It's, it's really simple. God has made it simple. God has made it so simple a child can understand. First of all, you need to realize you're a sinner. That's not hard, is it? If we're honest at all, we know we don't get it all right. We do stuff God doesn't want us to do, and we don't do things we know God wants us to do. Secondly, realize there's a price tag on your sin. Your sin is not just the way it is. It's not it is what it is. It's It's not that way. Your sin is a problem for God. Your sin is such a big problem that the only way to deal with your sin was for you to go to hell forever or for his son to come and pay the price for your sin. And he sent his son to come and pay the price for your sin. That's how big a deal it is. And if you reject what his son did, if you reject what Jesus did on the cross, there's no other way for it other than you pay for your own sin in hell forever. And the Bible says this. It says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that glorious? If you will just, from your <clears throat> where you are, where you sit, cry out and say, I am a sinner. Lord, I, I deserve hell, But Jesus paid the price. Lord, save me. A miracle happens. A miracle happens. You can be saved. You can be his child. Your, your future is changed completely. Why would you resist it? Why would you stand against it? And yet so many do. Oh, listen, you could be saved today. You could come to him today. Let's all stand quiet, the like word of prayer. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to <clears throat> just open it up and let you come and do business with God. Whatever of those reasons, let you come and do business with God. Father in heaven, we do thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for this man, Jonah, Lord. Uh, Lord, he's not a hero, but Lord, he's a blessing because we see so much about you and the way you deal with him. Now, Lord, we know you love us. We know, Lord, that there are people here today, Lord, that that need to turn back to you. There are people here today who stand on the brink of making decisions that are wrong. And, Lord, there are people here today, perhaps, that need to be saved. Blessed Spirit of the living God, would you work in hearts right now? Lord, as the piano plays and as you deal with hearts, Lord, would you draw your people to do business with you? And I will thank and praise you.